Hey everyone, today is going to be the third and last day of our ClickHouse coverage this week. And mostly I just wanted to introduce you to both Robert Hodges and the Haas, whose real name is Matt Yonkovit. He is the head of open source strategy, therefore HOSS Haas, at Percona, which is a very well-known MySQL vendor. And anyway, they got together on the Haas Talks Foss podcast, which is a very fun database-oriented podcast, more about personalities than about technology, but a little bit of technology goes in there. And I think Robert's very approachable and charming nature, talking about the use cases for ClickHouse, is the thing that most developers should focus on. And he's got some experience explaining it. The CMU uh, database, database group talk that I linked to on YouTube uh, also has his presentation. And I think I just found him just very relatable. So um, it's going to be a light one today, but pay attention to the use cases that he names at the end. Welcome to another Haas Talks Boss. I'm the Haas, Matt Yankovic, head of open source strategy here at Percona, and I'm here with Robert Hodges from Altinity. Robert, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, Matt. Ah, that's wonderful. Now, Robert, you have been in the open source space for a long time. Uh, you've been around the database space for a long time. Uh, you know, I remember back in the days, uh, you over at Continuant, and you've kind of evolved into Altinity now. Uh, how did you get started thinking databases? You know, it's I was in the military and uh, from 1980 to 1984, and about halfway through, I was working as a programmer for so-called Air Force Intelligence. And about half my halfway through my my hitch, our unit bought a database. It was called M204. And uh, to make a long story short, it was the coolest piece of software I'd ever seen. Okay. All I could think of when I got out of it, I wanted to go get a job for the company that wrote it. It was uh, a company called Computer Corporation of America in Cambridge. I didn't get a job. I ended up going back to the University of Washington. And instead, a few years later, I got a job at Sybase. That was my first industry job and where I really learned, uh, began to learn databases. And it's been fun and, and uh, interesting and, and uh, ever since. Well, and the database industry has evolved immensely over that time period. I mean, we have gone from, you know, a, a very multi-purpose database, you know, you mentioned Sybase or Oracle, where you kind of have one database and it has to do all different kinds of workloads to now right. almost a database for every workload. That's that's right. Although, you know, what's funny is, um, yeah, there's, there's just this huge, well, there's a huge number of ways that you can that you can access and use data. And in fact, the first database I worked with M204 was pre-relational. It used something called inverted file access method. Uh, didn't have SQL. You actually, we programmed it using COBOL, which was uh, kind of interesting. But yes, so, you know, in the 90s, that was sort of the heyday of the relational database, the, as you say, the singing, dancing uh, SQL database. But even then, uh, there, were there were other databases contending against the relational model. For example, I worked on something called Brahms, which was an attempt by Sybase to rewrite their flagship uh, SQL Server database into an object relational database. I uh, didn't succeed, and as a result, uh, Sybase kind of faded away. But there's always been this, these, this constant you know, sort of efforts to bring in new technologies. I think where things really changed was in the first decade of the 2000s with the advent of NoSQL, eventually, uh, eventually consistent 
uh, databases, and, and at that point, we and and very very large amounts of data, and that's something that I think shifted, you know, moved the needle and got people looking much more seriously at other, uh, you know, sort of non-relational databases, and then new ways to do relational databases as well. So, what kind of brought you to ClickHouse? Like, you know, as as Altinity, it, that's their expert area of expertise. Like, what kind of led to that? Um, it's actually really simple. Uh, one of my best friends is a guy called Alexander Zaitsev, and I've known him. I think we met in 2003 in St. Petersburg. It was like about four, maybe five companies ago. And uh, he was running a lab in Moscow, and I was uh, a manager for the product that, that that his team was working on. So we got to be friends. Uh, we moved on to other companies and remained friends. And a few years, uh, a few years ago, he said to me, "Hey, Robert, I know you like databases. There's a really cool database you need to come look at." And at the time, I was working on VMware. It was a, it was after we had sold Continuant to them, and I was sort of like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, sounds great. I'm busy here." <laughs> You know, and uh, but I eventually came and looked at it, and sure enough, it was really phenomenal. It's it's a really really great database. In fact, the best way I can explain it is it's kind of like MySQL, only it's for analytic queries. So MySQL is great for transaction processing, you know, quick queries, very high rates of concurrency. ClickHouse is has a lot of the the same things that make MySQL great. Like it's just one process. It talks. It's open source. It talks a really friendly dialect to SQL, um, but it works on analytic queries. So once I got into it, I, I I got hooked, and I ended up leaving VMware, working for free for six months for um, for Altinity, and then just really getting sunk into this great, um, really wonderful database. Now you know with, with classic open source, you know there are many different deployments and use cases, people do some crazy eclectic things with open source, right? You never know what kind of weird things, wild things, cool things are going to happen. I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, in your experience, how have you seen ClickHouse uh, be deployed? You know, are there some really, you know, interesting examples that just kind of jump out and like, wow, I, I never would have thought of that, but it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, what's what's kind of cool about about uh, analytic databases, uh, and in particular, analytic databases like ClickHouse, is they actually enable entirely new businesses. And I'll give you a couple examples. One, there's a company called Mux, which has a, co a video content delivery network. They are the good people that bring you the Super Bowl when you're streaming it on your browser. Now, what they do is as those downloads are streaming across the internet through their content delivery network, they're collecting a bunch of metrics that, you know, like, hey, um, you know, like, are you doing rebuffering? Do you have errors? Um, you know, are, is there like a, does, you know, what, you know, do you appear to have capacity problems? And that stuff is being fed into a data warehouse in real time so that as the folks are running the Super Bowl, they can actually go in you know, check the quality of the streams that are being delivered to all their users, identify problems, find the root causes, and fix them in real time. This is something that simply wouldn't exist without these databases, without a database like ClickHouse that one, can load this data really quickly, and two, give you answers back in a second or less. So it's an entirely new business. Another one is, uh, is real-time marketing. So there are You'll go to a website. After a while, they'll say, "Hey, do you want to have a? You know, isn't it time you took that pop up or you took that uh, ad blocker off and signed up for the website?" 
that may be backed and is in some cases by a data warehouse that is loading data in real time and then where they're asking questions literally as the page is rendered to say, hey, is it time to put that, uh, is it time to ask them to become a member? Mm. Uh, again, so, a business but, but, that wouldn't exist without this technology. But Robert, now hold up. So you're telling me that you are behind those annoying pop-ups that say like, remove my ad blocker. Is that what you just said? Like, because Robert. Uh, well, uh, it's, it's, yes, I know. And this is something I have to explain to my children uh, that I'm making the world a better place by enabling ads and things like that to be shown more quickly and efficiently. But it is interesting that what you are seeing here is that businesses are dependent on being able to analyze what's happening in the real world and react in real time. And I'll give you a much more serious example that I think is, is probably more relevant and, and um, I, I think is obviously uh, you know, a little bit clearer that it's a benefit to, uh, you know, to, the, uh, to users at large, that's security. So one of the things that happens is if you have exploits going on, you may suddenly see a, a, you know, like a service running out in the cloud, all of a sudden making DNS requests to a server that's, uh, that's known to contain malware. So um, what happens in security systems, and we have a bunch of these folks as customers, is, <coughs> excuse me, they're, they're loading logs. And what, what they're doing is they're then scanning these logs in real time and looking for unusual patterns of use. Mm -hmm. Again, being able to, and, and so what's critical in, you know, when you're, when you're running these systems is two things. One, you must be able to scan the load and analyze the data very quickly. And then when you actually detect some sort of exploit that may be ongoing, you also need to be able to look not just at the stuff that happened in the last five minutes, but go back into history, you know, maybe going back up to a year or more to, to understand the context and how, you know, what you're seeing now developed over time. Data warehouses like ClickHouse, which operate in basically give you real-time response across enormous data sets, allow you to solve this problem. And I don't think I can't think of anybody that wants things on the you know wants things on the internet to be less secure. So this is a, this is a really wonderful use case, and again, one that that ClickHouse um, in ClickHouse enables. No, and I mean I think as technology has advanced, we've gotten an insatiable appetite for real-time data. Real-time yeah. access. Nobody, nobody has patience. Let's be honest. We 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 lack patience. Yeah. That's right. It's um, you know, there's you know, like one of the one of the early users of ClickHouse. They used to have a a problem that they would describe as, "Hey, it's just too much trouble to figure it out." In other words, I would be sitting there for you know, like an hour to run a query to find something, and by the time that query gets back, I've forgotten what I even asked. On the other hand, if you could ask questions as an analyst and get, you know, like about security, about your network, uh, you know, about, um, you know, marketing uh, problems, about web, web analytics, and if you can get an answer back in two seconds, that's an entirely different level of, of engagement that you can have with data and allows you to de develop, you know, sort of recursively develop real insights into your business. Yeah, and I think that, you know, as as we have moved into this environment where everybody wants things now, um, they want it immediately. We've also had this inflection point where 
Um, everybody has their own little piece of the pie. Everyone's using microservices. Everyone has their own little databases, their own little infrastructures, which means that now we have all of our data, we have more of it, in all kinds of different places. So we've taken you know, the data that we need and we've spread it out across 10,000 systems. So mm-hmm. you know, the, the analytic systems, whether it be ClickHouse or something else, that can pull those together and analyze them quickly and efficiently, I think is, is a, you know, a key part of that infrastructure. They are absolutely because a, a lot of what that it is exactly, as you say, you need to fetch the, the data out of sometimes thousands or tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of sources, put them in a single place where you can start to ask questions. The other thing is that we're starting to see analytics uh, particularly real-time analytics embedded in just about every application. And this is the other thing where, where these open source, you know, sort of very capable open source data warehouses are really wonderful because remember when MySQL arrived, mm-hmm. it enabled millions of people to run relational databases. You can't say it didn't really take, it didn't really take business away from Oracle what it did was said, hey, everybody who runs a website can have MySQL backing it up. And so, uh, and so the same thing with, is happening with data warehouses that every application that wants to present analytics to their users, they can now have one of these open source databases sitting behind it and they can give people this access to this information that they need. I think that last quote really kind of stuck with me that um, the analogy for what MySQL did for popularizing relational databases to the masses is essentially what ClickHouse is doing for analytical queries, real-time analytical queries for applications. And that's something that used to be expensive and now it's a lot cheaper and it's something that we should probably take more advantage of.